This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. Once you learn a jazz standard, it can be helpful to understand what notes you have available to play to start improvising over that tune. While scales is not the first place I normally go to, scales can be very helpful to start identifying some notes that you can use to start navigating it. Now, there's so many different scales out there, it's kind of hard to know, well, what are the right ones to play over chords and chord progressions? And so in today's episode, I'm going to be cutting the fat, making things very simple and easy for you to understand, and talk about what scales to play over jazz standards in different contexts. Let's go ahead and do this thing. Welcome to the LJS Podcast, where you get weekly jazz tips, interviews, stories, and advice for becoming a better jazz musician. And now your host, he's a jazz musician, author, and entrepreneur, Brent Bartstra. All right, what's up everybody? Brent here from LearnJazzStandards.com, which is a blog, a podcast, and videos all geared towards helping you become a better jazz musician. appreciate you being here today. And hey, we're talking about a very sexy topic, a topic that it seems everybody loves to talk about, and that is scales, and which scales to play over different chords and chord progressions in the context of of a jazz standard. Now, I know that this is a very popular topic because one of the most popular blog posts on my blog is 16 most important scales in jazz. And I get it. Like we all want to have this, you know, kind of really easy entry into whatever tune we're trying to learn how to play. We want to have some options available to us. We just want to know what notes to play because it can be difficult sometimes, especially if you're a beginner, to really start knowing how to improvise. So I don't want to demonize scales in any way. I do want to say though up front though that I don't think scales are really the best place to start with when learning jazz improvisation. But if you want to hear my philosophy on all that, of course, there are tons of episodes where I talk about starting with chord tones and guide tones, and of course, just learning jazz language by ear and all that stuff that really matters to help you become a better jazz musician. But we're going to put all that aside in today's episode and just focus on making things simple. Because like I said, there's so many options available to us. Let's just figure out what the easiest scales are, the ones that are going to really make the biggest difference and get us started on that jazz standard as quickly as possible as possible. Before we talk about that, though, just want to say that today's episode is sponsored by my LJS Inner Circle membership, which is monthly jazz standard studies, premium practice programs, 101 courses, live monthly Q&A calls with me and a really vibrant community of like-minded musicians playing all sorts of instruments, working on all the same stuff. And it's really an inspiring community. And if you talk to any of my members, you know that lots of them are getting some serious results. So, you know, 2021 just started. It's only been a couple of weeks, three weeks or so in. And you still have the opportunity to commit to your growth in your jazz playing and your musicianship this year. So go ahead. Don't wait. Go ahead and sign up at ljsinnercircle.com and become a member. We'd love to have you and look forward to seeing you in there. Okay, let's jump right in to the show. Okay, so whenever we're trying to figure out what scales to play over a jazz standard, what I want you to first 
do is cast aside this idea that there are any magical answers or that any one scale is going to automatically make you sound like an amazing jazz musician. Because uh, like I said just a second ago, really, there's a lot of other things you need to be considering outside of scales to actually help you do that. But what I do want you to think about scales as is pitch collections. Anyone who's been listening to this podcast for any period of time has probably heard me pitch this idea, or rather preach this idea, that pitch collections are the are a good way to think about scales in the sense that scales are just a palette of colors. There's a bunch of notes you can pick from, and it's probably not the best idea to play them all in order in a linear fashion. It's better to pick them out so you can start making melodies out of them. That's why really breaking scales down into chord tones and guide tones, the thirds and sevenths, is kind of especially helpful in jazz improvisation because we want those chords to pop out, those chord changes to pop out in our solos. So when I want to think about starting with pitch collections, I want to start with the the most basic approach to that. And that starts with just understanding what the modes are, okay? The modes are. And we'll focus here on the modes of the major scale or in in a major key center, right? So if we have a C major seventh chord in the key of C major, then the one chord is C major. And the first mode of the major scale is what we call Ionian, but really it just the major scale, right? keep saying uh, the first mode of the it is the mode of the major scale but we're talking about in the key center of C major right so that's Ionian so what's Dorian okay Dorian is the second mode of the major scale so it's just basically the way modes work is Ionian is starting on the first tone of the major scale now what's the second tone of the major scale in context of C it's D so that's Dorian so we're Essentially, we're starting and ending on the second tone of a C major scale. So it's going to be a D Dorian. And that corresponds with the two chord, which is D minor. Okay? Now, the third tone is, of course, going to be E. And the associated chord in the diatonic series is E minor. Okay, so it's C major, D minor, E minor. And so we're going to play the Phrygian mode over top of the three chord, right? The the Phrygian mode is just starting on the third tone of the major scale and ending on the third tone. So in this case, in the C major scale, it's starting on the E and ending on the E, right? So it sounds like this. Right? So that's it's 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 pretty uh, simple so far that you're seeing that all these all these chords in the diatonic series just relate back to the C major scale here. We're just starting and ending on a different place of the scale. Okay, we get to the four chord. That's F major, right? So the four chord is what we call Lydian in it's the fourth mode of the of the major scale, Lydian. Now you can think of Lydian as just a major scale, but with uh, uh with, with the with the essentially a flatted fifth in there, I guess you could call it. A flatted fifth would be the Lydian. But of course, again, when we're thinking about the modes of the major scale, we're thinking about starting and ending the major scale, the parent major scale, on the fourth degree. So we're starting and ending the C major scale on the fourth degree. So that'd be F. So it sounds like this. Right? So that's the scale. So you're starting to get the picture here. Let's just keep going for th- being thorough, right? Let's be thorough with this. So, of course, the next tone of the major scale is is G. Now, this is an important one. 
Okay, this is where we start talking about dominant seventh chords and the five chord, because the five to one chord relationship, you'll see that all the time in really any any music, not even just jazz, any music, right? And for that, we do the mixolydian mode, again, starting and ending on the fifth mode of the scale. Okay, so this is essentially, you can also think of this as a major scale that has a flatted seventh in it. Again, but we want to think about that parent scale relationship. So the C major, it's starting and ending on the fifth tone of the scale, right? And then we have the sixth tone, which is A, A of C major, okay? And this corresponds with an A minor seventh chord. This is the sixth chord in the diatonic series. And for this, we're playing the Aeolian mode. Now, the Aeolian mode is also known as the uh, natural minor or the relative minor to the parent scale. Again, these theory things, we're throwing them all out there, but again, it's pretty simple. We're starting and ending the scale on the sixth tone. Now, uh, then we have, of course, the last one, which is B. And when we harmonize this with the major scale in the diatonic series, this is a minor seven flat five chord or a half diminished chord. So it's B minor seven flat five. And this is a mystery chord. People always wonder like what scale do I play over top of this? And it's pretty simple. There's, there's different options, but the most basic one is the Locrian mode, okay? It's the seventh mode of the major scale. So we're starting and ending a C major scale, in this case, on the seventh degree. Okay, pretty simple, right? It's not very difficult. So in other words, there are several different options to play on minor seventh chords, right? The two chord, right, we're playing Dorian. The three chord, you can play uh, Phrygian. On top of the sixth chord, you can play Aeolian, right? Interesting interesting so far uh, uh, uh there's two major scales uh major chords rather in here so of course it's the ionian so you just play the c major scale but we also have the f major and for that you can play lydian but you can also play the f major scale you can also play the f major scale over top of any four chord that you see in jazz harmony uh, and then we, of course, any dominant seventh chord, the mixolydian mode, that's always, that's always the one to go to, right? And then, of course, the big mystery chord, minor seven flat five, the B minor seven flat five, you can always play the Locrian mode. Okay, so what I want to do here is I want you to just realize that I just gave you all the answers of what you can possibly play over top of those different chords in the most basic sense, okay? The most basic sense without getting fancy, without doing a bunch of things, right? To make things more spicy. So if you know that, that means you should have a pretty good idea over any kind of major key center uh, song, what scales you can play over most of the different chords that you'll see come up in a very basic sense. But of course, we still have some minor harmony we need to deal with. I'm not going to fully scope out all of minor harmony because there's so many different options when it comes to the fact that there's three minor scales and there's basically three different sets of a diatonic series. Again, if that's not making any sense to you, I don't want you to worry about the terminology I'm using right now. All you need to know is we're going to kind of go and cover that in one second with the most important chord progression you'll ever find in jazz, and that is a 2-5-1 chord progression. And we're going to talk about the major and the minor 2-5-1. So to help us do that, let's use the jazz standard autumn leaves. Okay. 
Okay. You know that song, right? It's a very common jazz standard. If you don't know it, make it a goal to learn that one because that is kind of the most basic jazz standard that has a lot of really powerful lessons in it. You know that one, you kind of know a lot of other jazz standards. Anyways, so it starts out with, there's a couple of common keys for this tune, but we're going to do it in the key of G minor, okay? And it actually starts by going to the relative major. What's the relative major of G minor? It is B flat major. And again, if you don't quite understand that, you can also think of it in the opposite terms. So I talked about the Aeolian mode, right? The sixth tone of a major scale being the relative minor. So really, if you think about it, what is G minor? What is it the relative minor of? Well, you can start going through this, you know, do some math, do some scale stuff, and you'll find out that it is the relative minor of B flat major because G is the sixth tone of B major, B flat major, rather. Got it? So, uh, so we're going to start with the 251 to the relative major, which is B flat major. Okay, so the first chord is a two chord. Now, we just talked about that you can play the Dorian mode over a two chord. And what's the two chord of B flat? It's C. So we have a C minor 7. And we can play the C Dorian mode, right? It's just a B flat major scale starting on the second tone. Then over the five chord, we can play the Mixolydian, right? We already talked about that, Mixolydian. So, And then, of course, over the one chord, we can play just the B flat. Okay, the B, the B flat major scale. Um, and then we have the four chord is the next chord that comes up in the chord progression. And that's, of course, E flat major seven, right? So it's important that you do understand the diatonic series here and you understand chord progressions and Roman numeral analysis and how that works, right? Because it's really helpful, as you can see, with chord scale theory. So the four chord, what do we talk about there? Well, we use the Lydian mode. It's the fourth mode, right? But again, I, I said before, too, you can also play the major scale over top of that. You could play the E flat major scale. Okay. Now, the next thing we have is we start moving to the relative minor. In this case, it's actually the parent minor of, of the tune. And I say parent minor because the, the tune is actually officially in G minor. So technically, that is the parent key center is G minor. So the first chord is an A minor 7 flat 5. That is a two chord in minor in a minor key. Okay. A minor 7 flat 5. And what did I say about minor 7 flat 5 chords. Well, I mentioned that you can play a Locrian mode over top of it. And even think about it, an A minor 7 flat 5 is technically the 7th chord of B flat major, the relative major, right? Again, if you're not tracking completely with all of this, it's okay. Just know that it's a minor 7 flat 5 chord. You can play the Locrian mode, which is basically starting on the seventh degree of any major scale. So in this case, we're going to be playing an A Locrian mode. Uh, whoops. Which is basically just a B flat major scale starting on the seventh degree. Okay, then we have... Uh, whoops. Oof. That's actually kind of... Kind of like that. That's the thing about guitar. Sometimes you accidentally hit an open string and you're like... Actually, that's a pretty interesting chord. It's not so much a mistake as it is an interesting chord. Anyways, so then we have the five chord, which is D7, right? But the thing is with minor two five ones, like it's very common to do what we say, alter the five chord, okay? So it could be adding a flat nine. It could be 
adding a, a, a sharp nine and then a flat 13, which is what I just did here. It's just very common, right? Because then you resolve to the one chord and it just, it just sounds good. And that just happens a lot in minor harmony. So just know that. So what happens then, right? Do you just play the mixolydian mode? Well, you could. You could play the mixolydian mode over that five chord. D7, that's the five chord. But, you know, there's a couple of different options that you can play for, for, for altered dominant seventh chords. You know, one that I'll just talk about mostly here is what we call the half-hole diminished scale. A lot of people ask, like, how do I know which diminished scales to use? Well, the one that we call the dominant diminished scale is the half-hole diminished scale. And it's really easy. It sounds intimidating, but all it really is is alternating half steps and whole steps, which is why we call it the half whole scale. Okay. So the half whole diminished scale. So essentially you start on D because that's our root note and you go, right? You go alternating half steps and whole steps. And what that does, it just hits a bunch of alterations, right? A bunch of alterations. So it sounds like a big, sexy, a big, sexy, altered dominant seventh chord. And it sounds really good, right? So that's one option. Now, there's also the altered scale, which is, uh, I forgot what the exact difference <laughs> in, in, in t uh, notes are. Uh, I, I think it's actually just the sixth is different. Um, but I, I like to use the half whole diminished scale. I think it's really nice sound because it really alters all those notes in there. So that's one option, right? So there you go. Now you have an option of how do you create an altered dominant seventh chord sound? Well, the whole half the half whole diminished scale is a good option as well as the altered scale. Okay. Um, now here's another option for the dominant seventh chord. If it's a five, one relationship, particularly, this makes a lot of sense. Okay. So in this case, we are going to a one chord. It's D7, altered of some sort, to a G minor 7, which is the minor 1 chord. So what you can also do is just play a harmonic minor scale, if you're familiar with that one. It's like a natural minor scale with a major 7th in it, essentially. And, and essentially play a fifth away from there, or a, rather a fourth away, a fourth away from the D, which is what? A fourth away from the D is G, which is the one chord. So you're basically playing a G harmonic minor scale, a fourth away uh, harmonic minor scale from the dominant seventh chord you're playing. So D7, we're playing a G minor harmonic, a G harmonic minor scale. Now, why does that work? Essentially, if you see a D7 flat nine chord, it makes a lot of sense because the two really important notes that are happening is that flat nine and then that note right there, which is the major seventh in that harmonic minor, is actually the third of that D7. And the third is a really important chord tone, especially when it comes to dominant seventh chords, really, because it just pops that out big time. Right? So you can hear already, right, that it makes a lot of sense to play that scale over top of it, right? So I gave you a couple options for altered dominant seventh chords because really when it comes to different scale options and cool things you can possibly do, 
Well, that's really one of the main ones, right, is dominant seventh chords. Okay, but again, you can keep it super simple, even in minor harmony, and just stick with mixolydian. Okay, then we get to the one chord, okay, um, G minor seventh. Now, of course, you could just play the relative minor scale, uh, rather the natural minor scale. Um, but, you know, very common in jazz is just to play Dorian if it's a one minor chord, okay? So in this case, uh, again, it would be, right? It'd just be like a G Dorian scale, right? Which you could think is, oh, that's the second mode of the F major scale. Fine, but, you know, in jazz, the Dorian scale is really fine for, for one chord. And it's very common. I almost would say it's a good default. So default to Dorian for minor one chords. But, of course, you can also superimpose things. Like, for example... In the Miles Davis recording of Autumn Leaves, they really make that one chord sound like it is essentially a minor sixth chord, right? And so what you could do is play the melodic minor scale over that. Melodic minor is um, this interesting mixture of a, a relative minor scale, a natural minor scale, and a major scale. So... Right? So there are different things that you can play for that one chord, you know, especially when it comes to the, the harmonizations of the different uh, minor, minor scales, the natural minor, the harmonic minor, and the melodic minor. You can create different diatonic series off that, and the one chord in the harmonic and the melodic minor is a minor major seventh chord, which is another option is if you see any kind of minor major seventh chord you play the melodic minor over top of that one because it just makes so much sense to the chord but again i just want to step back for a second and review so you know the two chord at the beginning of, of autumn leaves right okay dorian mixolydian ionian or the major scale lydian okay then we go to the relative minor locrian maybe a half whole diminished scale to a Dorian scale, right? Pretty simple. The, the, the most basic scales are going to work just fine for getting you started with some pitch collections. Now, after you're working with just the basics, realize that if you're going to practice scales in any sort of way, it's really not the greatest idea to only practice them starting on the root, right? Because that sort of defeats the purpose um, I like to do exercises and we do this in my inner circle when we have the jazz standards club and other aspects of the membership is we do these scale maps uh, and core tone and guide to maps where you're doing what we call voice leading. You're playing up a scale, but then you're going down the next scale of the next chord connecting them to the nearest tones because that's more like what happens in improvisation right you're you're playing melodically you're not going to go jump to the root of the next chord unless it's appropriate as far as the last note you played you always want to be thinking about that so i find that exercises like that are more helpful for starting to to uh, connect scales together in the context of chord progressions okay but you know of course after this this is where you can start just doing little explorations and maybe you'll listen to a podcast episode or something where you'll learn a cool new trick where it's like, oh, here's a cool application of a scale and maybe just maybe that scale is going to open up some ideas for you to actually start creating music with it. You know, one kind of interesting example is if you want to play some very 
uh, I don't know, lack of better terms, very modern sounding stuff here, what you could do is like, let's just take a 2-5-1 in C major, for example. So it's D minor 7, G7, to a C major 7, okay? What we could do is, let's say we on the D minor 7th, what I want to do is go ahead and play uh, a fifth away uh, minor pentatonic scale. So a fifth away from D is going to be A. So I'm going to play an A minor, minor pentatonic scale over top of the D minor. Right? And you can hear that that fits. Okay, then over the five chord, I'm just going to go a half step up from that A to B flat and go and play a minor pentatonic scale. Okay. Now that sounds really out, right? Uh, out for lack of better terms. And that's because essentially pretty much all of this B flat minor pentatonic scale is playing like complete alterations like the sharp nines and the sharp 11 and the flat nine all of them are in there when you're playing that minor pentatonic scale over that so it sounds really out but it's a minor pentatonic over the d minor and then b flat minor pentatonic over top of the five chord the g7 and then you're going to go just a half step up from that b flat minor pentatonic and play a b minor pentatonic and essentially what we're doing is we're turning the one chord into a major seven sharp 11th chord very modern for lack of better of terms right so it's a d minor seven g7 alt and then a, a c major seven sharp 11 right but the b minor pentatonic hits all the cool notes there right in that Lydian sound, that major seventh sound. Also just gave you a little another hint there for scale application. So if you ever do in a composition come across a, a major seven sharp 11 chord like this, well, the one that you would play is the Lydian mode, right? So yes, we use the Lydian mode for the four chord, but anytime you see that sharp 11, you can play the Lydian mode because it has the sharp 11 or the the flat five, however you want to think about it, in the scale. Right? Makes a lot of sense, right? I accidentally, accidentally played a chromatic note in there, but you, you get the idea. So there's so much scale application out there, but it's important just to start with the very basics instead of overwhelming yourself with all of the millions of ideas that are out there. And what you can do is just slowly over time introduce new ones but start with the modes of the major scale and that will really take care of most of your scale exploration and then from there it could be more important at times to focus more on trying to create melodies and learn jazz language by ear using chord tones and different things like this as devices and using scales more as a secondary way of conceptualizing different sounds that you may want to explore.
All right, that's all for today's show. Hope you found that helpful. Hope that it's going to get you headed in the right direction when it comes to playing scales over different kinds of jazz standards. Uh, hey, like I said, uh, if you'd like to become an LGS Inner Circle member, that's where all the action is happening. So check it out, lgsinnercircle.com. But actually, if you're really interested in becoming a member, you should really also consider going to Learn Jazz Live 2021, which is our virtual summit that we're hosting on February 27th through 28th. And the reason I say that is because we're offering a sponsored gold ticket for that event, which includes a free pass to Learn Jazz Live 2021. There's going to be 20 plus speakers there, really amazing workshops. And I'd love for you to learn more about it by going to learnjazzlive.com, learnjazzlive.com and check out that gold ticket. Because if you're interested in becoming an Inner Circle member, you get that ticket for free to the, to that, uh, to, to the virtual summit. And I know you're going to want to be there. It's going to be really, really awesome. So learnjazzlive.com. If you even can't make those dates for February 27th through 28th, that's okay. Cause an all access pass or that gold pass that I'm talking about gets you access to all the recordings, to all the workshops once the event is over. So it'll be totally still worth your time to do it. Okay, that's all for today's episode. Hope you found that helpful. As always, we'll be coming out with another great episode next week. Look forward to seeing you back then. Until then, happy practicing. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the LJS Podcast, brought to you by LearnJazzStandards.com. Subscribe to the series on iTunes. And don't forget to join our jazz community at LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash newsletter. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. Learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.